What's going on, everyone? The You Know I Got So In Stereo podcast is back. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2017. R&B barely made it, but we're all here in 2017. Kyle is here. I've got Ed and Tom with me. What's going on, everybody? What's good, players? Happy New Year. They tried to kill off R&B, but it's still dragging along. We're dragging it by his hand. We're going to resuscitate it, I'm telling you. (laughs) For sure, but... First off, I want to start off this podcast by saying rest in peace to George Michael, who passed away during the holidays. Another uh, yeah, bad, uh, yeah, big the, loss for music. Another one. Mike, we just collect them weekly. And it's I like mean, Grim Reaper trading not... cars up out here. Like, it's ridiculous. Ed, what's your favorite George Michael song? I mean, the it's cliche, but Careless Whisper? And a lot of times because Tamia covered it and I like that. Yep, that's a great cover. Yep. Man, lost another legend. Hopefully uh, 2017 is a little better. But guys, we almost lost another legend on December 31st near midnight. The Mariah Carey fiasco. That, you know, as, oh a, Mariah, my Lord. as a Mariah fan, that was hard to watch. Like I your- thought about you. We had a um, New Year's Eve party, so we were watching this, and I'm like, "What is happening?" And is Kyle okay? <laughs> See, the the thing about that wasn't even okay. Let's face it, Mariah. She's been known to lip sync, and I'm okay with that. I'm sure she wasn't the only one on that on that program that was lip syncing. But to see her just literally give up in the middle of that performance and her being a veteran in the game and you know she should be seasoned for it but she just literally gave up and you know I know there were technical issues and you know there's a whole lawsuit going on behind that but man it it was hard to be a Mariah fan then listen player and and I'm just going to excuse Tom you just going to have to I'm apologizing in advance player because I am (laughs) on one so everybody's getting his work tonight and Mariah is is, number one you getting it Mariah because I know that there were technical problems we have seen many artists and performances and both of you can back me up on this when you see an artist up there and he or she can't hear or whatever and they'll pop their earpiece out and they'll keep rolling because the show must go on. You don't just stop and start fiddling with your nipples and start playing with your hair. And then you have dancers literally dragging you across the stage because you won't move. That is the height of unprofessionalism. I don't care if the stuff didn't work. You get it together and you be a professional and you make it work. So these Mariah stands out here. Oh, well, she couldn't help it. Oh, I, I, she, I don't understand why you expect her to go through something that was subpar. Your career right now is subpar if all you're doing is art, is reality shows and not backing up that stuff. I have think that this fiasco feeds into her reality show, which, of course, is on right now. But if that is what it's come to, that you have to take a top-shelf A-list artist and slide <laughs> back... Just so you can get some people to look at your trash reality show? Man, miss me, Mariah. Miss me. All right, I'm done. It's it's interesting because Kyle said to me, oh, her career is over. And I said just the opposite. 
this, all the publicity is, is in the end of the day is good publicity because look at what happened with Chris Brown, all the bad things Ooh. he's done, and he's like the oh. top R and B singer now. Look at Listen. Bieber, he's like the most loved artist, and he's a piece of trash. So it's <laughs> well, like every publicity is good publicity. We're gonna get on cousin Chris later on, so I got a lot of words for him and Soldier Boy. But you are correct. I hate that we are using these things that are essentially mess ups and screw ups and things to be embarrassed by is fodder for Twitter because it's exactly what it is. Mariah knows goodness well she's had bad performances before that she sang through that as an art as an audience member, we aren't even gonna know that anything went wrong. If you're a professional and you push through it. But if you just stop and it's like, oh I can't hear myself. Oh I don't know what I'm doing. Oh happy new year. I'm just having fun. Come on. You're a professional. I could do better than that. You know, personally, if I were Mariah, I would have just walked off the stage, but hey. <laughs> well, she did at the but, end after she made a giant fiasco of it, which was unnecessary. Yeah. But see, the thing is, why is anyone surprised that she's lip syncing? Hasn't it been known for years that she can't sing anymore live? Well, no, lip syncing really wasn't even an issue for me. Like, people are surprised by that. Almost every artist lip syncs. Like, that's not at all surprising. You can tell when an artist doesn't. As much shade as we give Usher, his obligatory Usher reference, you can check him out on, like, the BET Awards, and he is like, no limit. Like, he is out of breath. So you know he's giving that real, so props to him. But most people lip sync, that's fine. But you don't just stop and wander around and have the audience sing because you don't know the words to whatever. What was she saying? Emotions? Whatever. It was ridiculous. But I was heated. You know what, guys? Like, the optimistic side of me always believes that Mariah is just one hit away from, you know, getting back to that superstar status. But, you know, as the time keeps ticking and the years keep passing, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe... Maybe it's not in the cards anymore, which is why I was actually okay when she decided to do uh, a, a co-tour with uh, uh, Lionel Richie. I mean, the the timeline is a little weird because they're from two different uh, eras, but I like that move. Like, it seemed to make sense for her. It was her transition into being a legacy artist, and to go through all of what she just went through in the last two weeks, it's like, I don't know what her objective is. And of course, you know, it's not her fault, per se, for, for the technical difficulties. But, you know, I know all, all, all press is good press at this point. But I don't know how this sets her up to be the legacy artist. Because, let's face it, she's a legend. She has more number one hits than anybody. But I don't know how, like, what the next step is from here. And obviously she doesn't either, and that's why we get Twitter fiascos and stuff for BuzzFeed and stupid little headlines that put her back in the top of the, I mean, the back in the top of our Twitter mentions. Because if it wasn't for that, if Mariah came out there and just blew away with a blowaway performance, people would have been like, oh, Mariah can still sing, that's great, the end. <laughs> but because she showed her behind out there, we're still talking about it a week later. This stuff is preordained. They, she knew goodness well what she was doing. And it's just sad that a legacy artist, a person who is legitimately one of the greatest voices of all time, that's not your Twitter mess where your album drops in two weeks, y'all calling it classic. This woman has legit classics behind her name. And she's like shucking and jiving for attention. It's embarrassing. Grow up. 
Whoa. Got to take a breather after that one. <laughs> got me hot. And we're, we're, we're 10 minutes into it. Jeez. Yep. All right. So, and now on to... Where are we going next, Kyle? Oh, man. I, well, we got to give... Ed, you're from VA, aren't you? Of course. Virginia born and raised. Yes, sir. So, two of your boys. Let's go with Trey Songs first. The braids are back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Trey Songs is back with the braids. The, Tom, the braids are back and the fool is back. Tom, they all thought that the braids were going to resurrect R&B. Am I excited? Um, you are excited. You've been talking about sh- the return of the braids for a while. <laughs> I guess. I mean, <laughs> I still got to hear the music. I mean, I know how much music revolves around image these days, but come on, let's at least hear a song first. Well, I saw a couple of funny memes recently. One actually regarding Mariah and the other one regarding Trey. But the Mariah one was, uh, uh, Christmas time is over. You can put Mariah away again. That was... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, the t- <laughs> and the Trey Songs meme was, uh, you know Trey is about to bring that heat now that he's grown his braids back. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it looks like he's um, only going to have more court cases. Now yeah, that what, the braids are back. What was that? He was like fighting cops in uh, at his concert. <laughs> Player, yes. Like uh, this is what we do now. Is, is this a VA thing? Uh, I, I mean, same thing. This yeah, it's a VA <laughs> thing. Sorry, I gotta admit it. It's it's the same thing. All press is good press. I'm telling you. Well, again, we make excuses for him because I have criticized artists like I have argued with rappers on Twitter defending who are defending Trey Songs and Chris Brown when they do their usual what they do is tear up stuff and it's like you don't understand the pressures of the industry you don't understand because you're not in the industry little player I understand that I'm not in the industry but I am a grown man and if someone confronts me and I know that they are intentionally pushing my buttons I have a place like I am no worldwide celebrity by no means but i in my place in my job in my community i know people are looking at me i can't wild out like i want to if i could i punch everybody down the street people annoy me <laughs> but i don't wow. because Ed, i Ed have angry I, I y'all got me on one today so the point is like you have to know how to be an adult and to pull back and to be a role model remember when um, Solange and Jay-Z were fighting in the elevator and Beyonce was chilling in the corner because she knew that all eyes were on her and she was like, I ain't in it. Why aren't these other artists smart enough to realize this? Well, Great press for Solange, by the way. Yep. Hey, you know what, though, guys? We got to give... <laughs> Trey is not all the way wrong in this. So what actually happened was at his concert, I guess he went overtime um, on, his, uh, on his set and they had to cut it short because there were other performances to go. I'm going to tell you guys right now, Trey has classics. you got to let him perform them all before you kick him off the stage. Come on. Oh, come on. Come on. No way. Like, those people pay hard money to hear LOL smiley face. So if they couldn't <laughs> hear that track, I guess that bowls were going to get thrown. Neighbors Know My Name is a, t- Neighbors know my name is a top 10 R&B song in the last decade. Man. I'm going to let that silence, that silence, I'm going to let it pierce into your heart for saying something so we've reached, We've reached the end of the road. Uh, 
but but a last note about Trey Songz onto onto some musical thing. He's actually going to be coming back with a new album um, next year. The album title is Tremaine, in which he states he is going back to where he started, which I guess was with the braids and telling us that he was just going to make yeah. it. It was yeah. a <laughs> so I I'm personally. Uh, looking forward to this because we've heard too much of the yups and the I invented sex. His first album was a was a lot different than the Trey songs we know today. So maybe that's the lane he's going into. I doubt it, but hey, I can be excited. Hold on, guys. I have a ra- I have a random pop quiz. Yep. Okay. Which, guess which rappers you think will appear on this album? Oh, no, I don't have to guess. It's gonna be fabulous. <laughs> they just did a mixtape together, by the way. Which fabulous was is okay. Quite. Yeah. Fabulous is cool. No, that's I, acceptable. I love Fab, but I didn't love that mixtape. So we'll see Fab. We might see a good Jeezy or so. It's 2017, like so we got to hear 21 Savage or some mumbling weirdo. I feel like we're going to see like Chance the Rapper or someone like that or Childish Gambino or someone that I don't even know their music. Um, I, I doubt Definitely not Gambino. I doubt Chance. Those two, I think he's got to slum it a little bit more with the Uzi Verts and the Kodak <laughs> oh, Blacks so of like the a... world. No, I know who's going to be on this album. <laughs> Gucci Mane. That Who? guy is literally on Oh, yes. Album. Yes, Gucci yep. will be there, I guarantee you. Can, before we move on from this, can someone give me? Can someone tell me what the appeal with Gucci Mane is? Like, I don't get it. You aren't wrong. I will say, though, Gucci is one of those artists, just like this new crop of artists, that are just all swag, no substance. And that's why people like 21 Savage, because he says 21 all the time. Like, that's it. That's why they like him. They like Gucci because he says weird stuff. This goes back to my ongoing argument against the South and what you guys have contributed to music. I'm sorry. Oh, here, here we go with this. <laughs> Keep it. Now, like we haven't seen <laughs> 20 northern artists cake off of the horrible southern northern? artists. Northern? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And not have, if you're going to steal, at least steal from the hot southern artists and not the losers. I don't need 21 savage clones. Listen, give us Magoo back and keep all the rest. <laughs> I'm all for getting Magoo back. You, Magoo is, he is big, big Daddy Kane compared to these dudes now. He could <laughs> kill 21 Savage in a freestyle. I'm just going to sit here and act like I know who 21 Savage is. Excellent. Oh, you don't want to. Do not Google. And, and, guys, <laughs> and guys, the worst of the worst of the worst rappers, when we talk about 21 Savage, when we talk about Future, Gucci, the worst of the worst is... Soja Boy, and he is going toe he is going toe to toe, head to head, mano y mano with your cousin, Sea Breezy, in a boxing match. Do y'all do y'all really want me to have the floor on this one? It's all yours. Uh, it's all yours. <sighs> okay, and let me hurt some feelings. <laughs> I am sick. Of what these two dudes are not only doing to hip hop, or what are and what they are doing to R and B, but I am also sick of people who are fanning the flames and making this stuff worse. Because let me run down what actually happened in this quote unquote beef. 
one, I can't remember who did it first, but somebody said something on Instagram. And this started on Instagram. Instagram. This is how this started. I think Soldier just like randomly liked the, what's the child name? Karuchi? Yep. I think he randomly liked her pick. And then it's like turned into some war. And the reason this turned into a war is because there were some outlets out there that decided, let's run with this story. So it became a just Twitter argument or Instagram argument became a Floyd Mayweather sponsored boxing match. Like y'all are going to pay money to see this. I would rather go on World Star and watch the children fight in the school lockers than see this mess. <laughs> but you know why it gets this bad? Because outlets like to fan the flames. As a now, I Soul and Stereo is a little bit different than you know I got Soul because Soul and Stereo talks about topical stuff, and then I, you know, pine on them, give a little bit of editorial. That's kind of what I do. I intentionally did not talk about this topic. Why? Because I saw where it was going. I saw that soldiers just wanted some pub. I know my cousin Chris can't never seen a fight that he didn't want to stir up. And I was like, this is not a time to talk about. Let them, if we shut up, this will go away. But then I see quote unquote reputable R&B sites running with the story, tweeting it all oh, over man. the place, oh, and it becomes a thing. Y'all let me go, so I'm blaming on you. <laughs> so, what I need everybody to do is to pull back and to stop fanning these flames, because first of all, back in my day, old man Ed, when it came to beef, there were codes, and one of the codes was you keep it on wax, and you keep people's kids out of it. What's the first thing Soldier does is talks about Chris Breeze's child. Now, if you remember the Jay-Z Nas beef from back in the day, when Nas came out with Ether and Jay-Z came out with Super Ugly, and he mentioned the little line about Nas's baby in the baby seat, Jay-Z's mama made him go on the radio and apologize. His mama. His mama. Because she knew that he broke the code and it was about to be war for real, for real. And we didn't want another Biggie and Tupac situation. The reason it got this bad with these two weirdos is because people kept egging them on. So I am telling anybody that has some sense out there to shut up. Stop egging on the weirdos. It's like little kids in the back, the weird kids in class that like to like pick their nose and then eat it and everybody's like, oh, and they keep doing it. That's what these dudes are doing. <laughs> you are contributing to the doubt. When we complain about the downfall of R&B and the downfall of rap and we blame it on the media and this and that. No, player, we blame it on you because y'all keep sharing it. Y'all keep tweeting and y'all keep talking about it. And now you're going to pay for this boxing match that's going to be another farce. So, uh-uh, don't complain about R&B being dead when you're tweeting and laughing about these two weirdos laughing at each other, talking about people's kids. Stay away from it. If you want this genre to survive, keep it about the music and not the beef. I'm done with y'all. <laughs> Tom, I'm going right. to let you... My question is... Hold on. Can I have the mic now? Jeez. Yes. All right. All yes. Right. I just, no, I just have a question, and you can answer this for me, Kyle, but... How did it come to this in our society that where our top artists are now 
having these fake boxing matches and beefing online. Imagine if Stevie Wonder got into a street fight with Slick Rick or something back in the day. <laughs> that would never happen. And that's exactly what I'm saying. I, you know, I grew up when, you know, I, I come from the era of Chris Brown. You know, I was following him since the beginning of his career. You guys might be a little older, so you guys didn't pay a lot of attention to him. You know, obviously, eventually, you guys had to listen because he became that big. But I followed him from the start. And you guys, if you guys don't remember, this guy was being compared to Michael Jackson. And whether it was true or not that he had the caliber of a Michael Jackson, he made you believe it because he had hits, he could dance, he could sing, he could perform. And to see him go through all that he's gone through from the Rihanna situation to throwing a chair out the window, like I've always rooted, <laughs> like I've always rooted for the guy because I was like, you know what, the guy is still talented. Give him his, give him his props. He's gonna turn it around. And I think. As the years have gone by, you've seen glimpses and flashes and you know of it and promise of it, but it it doesn't look like he's gonna get back to what I thought he would become. Like his spot's been taken by people like Bruno Mars, by The Weeknd, and Justin Bieber. Think about it; they've taken his lane. Mm. All, That's true. all three of them, but... they've taken Chris Brown's lane. So you're asking, how did it get to this point? You know, Chris Brown did it to himself. Unfortunately, he keeps. He keeps taking the bait, and it's hurting his career. You know, I, I see him post all these things about how he feels underappreciated or he feels like he's the most underrated because, you know, no one acknowledges that he can direct, dance, sing, perform, dance, or whatever. And you know what? He, he, you're right. He can do all that stuff. But he's it's always going to get overshadowed by his dumb antics, and it's just a shame. But what I will say is this, though. If it is actually a boxing match between Chris Brown and Soulja Boy, we got to cheer for Chris Brown because it's sort of a victory for R&B if he wins. And I'm done. <laughs> wow. Look, player, look. If it's a boxing match, I hope they just both pass out in the ring like in the Transformers movie when like Megatron and Optimus Prime end up like turning gray and crumbling to dust. Like both of y'all just happen. But what, I mean, what Kyle is saying is very true, but... It also goes back to what I was saying earlier about Mariah. If you want this to night, don't whine and complain about how nobody takes you seriously when then all you do is run around on Twitter starting fights. If you want to be about the music, be about the music and don't be about the drama. And then fans, again, I appreciate a fan like Kyle that's like, I've been with him since day one. I kept giving him chances. I kept giving him chances. That's cool. But then it gets to a point where you're enabling. And it's like somebody has to be like, shut up. When you remember that, that um, instance that you mentioned about throwing the chair out the window? That's exactly what I was talking about. I was talking to the rapper Skills when this happened back in, I think it was like 2012 or 2011, whenever he did that. And he was the one saying, because I wrote a piece talking about how ridiculous this all was. And Skills hit me back and was like, you don't understand the pressures he's going through. I don't have to understand the pressures that he's going through as an artist to know that as a human being, if you're being interviewed by somebody, you don't get pissed and throw a chair out of like a 20 story window. That has nothing to do with that has to do with you being a psychopath. That's what that is. And it's time that people stop enabling these artists and stop falling for the tricks. If you want to, if you want some good music from Mariah and from Trey songs and from Chris Brown tune out, when they start doing their weird stuff for publicity 
And when the music drops, go spend your coins on the music. That's how you bring R&B back. Not by retweeting somebody fighting with some rapper that can never put three syllables together in the first place. Wow. And there you have it. Now, Tom, I'm going to get... First of all, Ed, since when were you talking to Skills? Didn't that guy work on some Timbaland songs? Yeah, <laughs> Skills is actually, he puts out his yearly wrap-up. He actually put out one for 2016, I guess like a couple days ago, and he does a lot of ghostwriting. He's still around. I don't remember how he randomly ended up in my mentions, but it happened. Hmm. Now, Tom, Ed's talking about all these R&B blogs that are covering all this garbage, and you've been hitting up my Blackberry messages with all this Oh man! And I've seen you tweet about. Don't get me started. We want to hear. Don't the, get me started. We want to hear the real. Are you disappointed in these other R and B blogs right now? Well, I'm gonna be a grown man for a second. I was disappointed that R and B blogs are talking about Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill breaking up. How is that even R and B related? But in other news, we have surpassed every other R and B blog except for one. So there's no reason to look back. And end, end of story. There you go. Very mature of you, Tom. Very mature of you. Check, check the stats. It's true. We're number two right now. And we taking over, one city at a time. Now, now let's rant about Janae Aiko. Oh boy. <laughs> what did, what she, did do? she fight? What did she do? What do you mean? Tell Come her, on. Tell her what she let's did. keep it real. Oh, we talking about that? Um, movie. this new song. Maniac? Yes. Ed, have you heard this Maniac song? I've heard the Maniac song. A lot of people were surprised by that song, and I'm not sure why they're surprised. This lady was talking about having her booty eating like groceries, like on her last song. Like, this is just what she does now. Like, we are going to get the soulfulness back. This is what we got. Well, it's just disappointing and a little shocking that she did so well making strides with that sold-out EP or whatever it was called. <clears throat> and then uh, all of a sudden, it's just like a screw went loose or something, and here we, this is what we've got. Fall, it's like fall in line. You've got Start the, copying what's on the radio. Well, you're right. That's exactly what... We've seen it a thousand times. You make your name by putting out this, like, adventurous piece of work, so now it's like, okay, sound like everybody else and make us money. But the thing that bothered me the most was when she came out, it was like so different at the time, and it, not not that it was so different, but she had success with something that didn't sound like what was trendy. So it was almost like she was almost able to carve out a lane for herself. She and was. I was hoping that that would open the door for more and others to follow. But it's almost like the door shut, and here we are. Unfortunately, and like we've discussed before on the podcast, like unfortunately, that's kind of out of their hands sometimes it may be a case where she wants to do another ep like that but the label is like nope you're doing the you're doing the ratchet you're doing the turn up you're doing the whatever you call the 21 savage music the garbage so it may be out of her hands but either way it's disappointing because this was an artist who was giving us a legit chance to branch the genre out and kind of take it in a new direction but nope that's saturated with lazy R&B. Oh, lazy but rap, what is, is. what is it? Great job on that soulful first album. Now go do an a album with Big Sean. Like, what that's the hell it, is that? 
That's what it is. Because that soulful album put her name in the streets and got her buzz. Artist labels now just want buzz. Same thing happened with Tanisha. <sighs> she got an EP, got a lot of buzz. She can sing. So, okay, let's mold her into something different that can make us quick hits. Yep. Kyle, what do you think about all this? You know, for me, I get why they did it, but I don't really get why they did it. Name, how many R&B artists can you think of right now? You know, I can only think of a handful that have come into the scene, carved up their own lane, you know, had a distinctive sound, and was successful with it. You see a lot of R&B artists who try to do that, and they just, it just doesn't work, but Janae was one of them that did. You know, she was being booked for festivals, she had her own tour, like, why stray away from that? Why not evolve and, you know, continue to work with what you have, like, I, I saw Miguel do it, and, you know, I hope Miguel doesn't come up with some turn-up on his next album, but it worked for Miguel. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I don't know, like... To, I, and in Miguel's know. defense, though, this is a little bit, because he was kind of, like, on the fringe on this ridiculous era that we're in now, where it's like now almost everybody is forced into this mold. Yep. And again, I... I'm not going to put the blame on her because I don't really know her situation because we know what she's capable of. And for her to take this huge 180, it makes me think that other forces are at play. But I think it's just laziness on the part of labels. This is an artist that you can mold and create a new sound. Or we can just sound like everything on the radio and hurry up and get these like really quick singles because we know this works. We don't know if your sound works. But we know for sure that future sound works, so be future, be designer. And that's what we're getting from labels. It's like, what's hot? Sound like it right now. Right now. Don't try to do anything different. Right now. We just want money right now. Do you think there were people like... I feel like... Um, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you think there were, pe- I, there were people from 15 years ago who are making these exact statements as all three of us were listening to the Neptunes and Timbaland? Were they saying, this is hot garbage? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's crazy. We talked about that. We talked about that before with uh how Timbaland I think it was the podcast we had with Digital Black on there about how Timbaland kinda it was like a gift and the curse. Yep. He advanced the sound but he took away live instrumentation at the same time. Yep. Right. But I was gonna say, do you feel like Yuna, who I know is a favorite of yours, Kyle, kinda snatched that lane away from Jenna Aiko? I think yes, to a degree, I think she did. I think it, 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 it it's a two-part thing. I think Yuna came in, you know, with the song with Usher, which is on our, I think it was in our top five, I think, maybe top ten. Yeah, songs it got pretty the, high. Yep, you guys should definitely check out the list if you haven't already uh, of our top hundred songs of 2016. But I think you're right. I think Crush was one that uh, got people's attention. And she has another song out right now, Best Love, which kind of fits that Janae lane it's very smooth very laid back she has soft vocals i think that was part of it and i think the other thing and i read this on twitter i gotta still think about it a little more but i think kalani coming in and you know her carving up her own sound has made people pay attention to her and maybe i don't know the label's just trying to push janae into that lane I don't know. Well, it, it's just it's weird because uh, she's turning thirty. She's twenty nine, I think, turning twenty nine. Yep. I guess they're thinking her her young years are limited. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But 
ironically, Janae Eco is featured on a song on Yuna's album, so moving in different directions, I guess. They're at a crossroads. So, can can I get into my rant, which I had prepared for this podcast? Yes, but look, player, just join the rant circle. Before we get into this <laughs> rant, hold on. Before we get into this rant, have you realized this entire conversation we've had on this podcast? We've just been talking about new artists or newer artists. That's well, crazy. We talked about Mariah and Trey Songs. Oh yeah, right. Trey Songs is from ten years ago. There haven't been it. Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom, it's all you. Well, I, I, tentatively, this podcast is titled R&B Has Some Big Problems in 2017. So I was thinking, think about, you know, Fetty Wap. Wait, hold on a second. Why, why are we thinking about Fetty Wap? <laughs> please, please explain. Hold on. So I, I heard a Fetty Wap song today and it had me thinking. How many events I've been at where they put a Fetty Wap song on and you have people of all ages in the room. And no matter what age people you have in the room, they just go nuts to the song and start moving and shaking. So it had me thinking that's a huge problem for R&B because people of all ages listen to that quote-unquote music and don't pay attention to the stuff from their generation which they used to support. And... People are so self-absorbed now with themselves due to social media that they want to look cool, so they take pictures of themselves dancing and videos of, to that music to gain attention of their friends. They don't want to put themselves out there put, listening to something new that no one ever heard of because it wouldn't look cool. And because people have no attention spans anymore, they won't listen to R&B. It takes too long to grow on them. And that, to summarize, is the problem with R&B and why it will never be big again. It's all due to Fetty Wap. Your last point is actually pretty excellent, and I don't think I've heard that from anyone. The reason why the R&B that we've known, and I'm kind of working on, and we'll talk about this later for a post that I'm working on for next week, on some like really soulful stuff from like 70s era R&B. That stuff, like you have to listen to it intently, and people don't have the patience to listen to music like that anymore. Like, they don't have time for a song to grow on you. It has to be some very digestible, catchy beat that you can ignore the words to or just know, like, two or three words, like, raindrop, drop top, that Migos mess that everybody <laughs> likes. And yep. and just, you be straight. Like, you just, like, no one knows that song. They call the song Raindrop, Drop Top. Nobody knows the name of the song. Because well, everything you know is so disposable. That is. You know whose fault that is. That's iTunes' fault. For posting 30 second snippets man Kyle used to kill me by only previewing songs for 30 seconds and then tell me he listened to a whole album Mm-mm. we've been having these arguments for we, we've been arguing about this for years yep what yep okay yeah go in on them Tom go in on them because they are um one no, the no. thing that drives <laughs> what drives me nuts as a reviewer is when an when an album drops especially like an album from a big artist like um I can't think of the most recent really big it was a oh the tribe called Quest album when that dropped like an hour later I saw a review up and it was called like the first listen review and this person just like listened to like the snippets and wrote this long review of the album I was like how do you write a review of an album and you listen to probably twenty minutes total of the album that's ridiculous <laughs> you can't absorb the content you can't dis- distinguish the songs you can't determine the themes. From like twenty seconds, 
That is insane to me. But it's a good point. Well, my first point, too, still I think still stands that, like, I just see people of all ages getting into this younger music, and it's really pushing the, the you know, artists we've grown to love from generations past out the door, and they're not getting the support. And I really think that's a problem, and I don't know if there's a way to fix it, but well, I think it'll just keep continuing. Well, let me ask you guys this. Um... Because, you know, when I listened to Beyonce's last album, Lemonade or whatever it's called, it wasn't ca- mm-hmm. it wasn't catchy. Um, so, but people still listen to that. Like, so, I, I you know, I, I do agree. People have a lack of patience for new music, especially R&B. But what I also believe is you got to have, you got to put the face to the music nowadays. Because there's no way... People are telling me this Beyonce album is catchy. I could barely listen to it, and not because it wasn't good, but it just had no structure to it. So I don't know if it's... Yeah, yeah but the, the so, thing about that is, if you weren't listening to Beyonce, you weren't cool. So you had no choice. Yeah. Well, that's the that goes back to Tom's point. Like The only reason people gave it a chance was because it was Beyonce. I love Solange. I've kind of featured her on the site today, her older album, um, Soul Angel. I love that album. But the reason why people gave a seat at a table a chance was because it was Solange and because the Beehive pushed it out there and was like, everybody needs to listen to this right now, blah, 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 blah. If not, it would have been like, oh, she list- she released an album. Oh, okay. Oh. SWV dropped an album last year and they were just on Unsung. And, you know, everybody was tweeting about that. And then, oh, when was the last time SWE released an album? And I'm like, um, last year I reviewed it. Oh, okay, I'll listen to that at some point. See, it's not urgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But when you got Solange and Beyonce and everybody saying the cool thing is to listen to this album, they're going to listen to it. Why do you think people keep listening to those garbage Kanye albums? Because it becomes a social media event, no matter how terrible it is. And then the stands are constantly beating in your ear that is good when it's not so it's like oh well i guess it's okay no it's not okay listen to your heart guys can i do a quick uh survey or or i, I want to ask you guys a question if i go on twitter right now and i search up john b how many results do you think it would take until i saw a tweet that said when's john b gonna put out a new album i'm still listening to cool relax <laughs> two <laughs> it happens all day every single day you know how many requests I get for whatever happened to column on John B like he disappeared in 1997 I'm like play up he's had plenty of albums the sad part is they don't even take the time to like find his official twitter account and even look right. at what he's doing they just <laughs> play we're in the know? internet age all you have to do is put in John B discography in google and it'll come up and like Point two, say you don't have to ask me and wait for me to reply. I mean, I don't want. Yes, y'all, please do that because yes, you're keeping Soul and Stereo alive when you do that. So please email me and tweet me. But honestly, you could look yourself. Yeah, but Ed, in a nutshell, that's why R&B is in bad shape because it's not in the mainstream, it's not on the radio or TV, and people are just too lazy to search for that good music that they want to hear. So it's that's, back that's to your original tr- rant. It's people don't want to take time to listen to music that will take time to grow on you. Like R&B back in the day had to grow on you. Yep. Now no. if it's not mm-hmm. a hey and a uh, and a muscle <laughs> on the beat or Mike Will made it. Like 
Wait, Ed, you gotta There's give not him anything this, to grab you. Gotta, you. You, give, you gotta give him that car sound. Skirt! Oh, the skirt! <laughs> skirt, skirt, skirt! Oh, my God. 2017, it's like, we're six days in and I'm annoyed. But no, you guys are right. I actually, I remember when our, our good friend Gaetano sent us, um, I guess it was a chart um, from 2004 up until now, of the term R&B and of the term trap. And as you can see, R&B declining in searches. You can see trap rapidly increasing. I did another search hmm. just because I was bored. I searched up Usher from 2004 and Usher in 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not looking pretty. It's on the biggest decline <laughs> I've ever oh, seen. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yep. That's some fun research there. That is absolutely some fun. Now, I want to quickly talk to you guys if we still have time. And and this was just funny because it came through on my timeline. And, you know, I was talking to my friend uh, DJ Camper about it. But we were talking about her. And then him appeared. And now and now they've gone into a whole Twitter beef thing. I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, my thing God. <laughs> it got to the point where the label RCA took down him's music because it was copyright infringement of hers <laughs> um. and again it keeps going and i apologize for folks who like to hear us be funny and like do the witty banter and blah because we're just three old men today but it needs to be said the 2017 gonna start on the right note so we're gonna give you these facts and it goes back to what we've been saying forever. Instead of people trying to do something new, you see someone like her trying to take a different approach to this. So what are you going to do? I'm going to do exactly what she did. Bite her style. Send everybody the same the same links that were promoting her. I'll send him to them. And then gets weird and wonders why everybody's mad. Claire, you showed no originality. You did exactly what she did. And at a lesser quality. Of course she's mad and upset and offended. And then I'm just mad we're still calling her her and not Gabby Wilson. Well, that's another issue. But <laughs> that is another issue. My point is, if you're going to, like, don't steal somebody else's shine and then try to hijack it for yourself and then get mad when people call you out on it. Because that's what this is. Yeah. That's funny. And then on a loud... Hold on, I have one minor rant I just have to get in. Right. I'll make it quick. All right. 30 seconds or less. Okay, go. So I got, into, I, got, I got into a Twitter argument about that broccoli song with one of our followers who actually was oh, defending no. it. Oh, boy. And oh, no. uh, long story short, they ended up uh, dissing us as journalists and dissing white journalists, and it just got pretty ugly. Damn. When was so, Hold up. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Play, uh, why didn't I you don't see know. this is these are the times where you at me so I can go in there and give them that real because no, I'm not letting that stand. How is how are they defending and first of all, for those who don't know Drum, unfortunately this is another Virginia artist, so wow. I'm kinda like three for three VA? for Virginia artists. <laughs> yes, VA artists are not doing well today. Straight up from Hampton VA. So what was this person trying to say what was his or no, her point their argument was that that one song does not represent that dram's artistry and that they're actually a very talented soul singer i have I, heard the album which may or may that not be true lie. 
It, it may or may not, not be true. true, in fact. As I, I told y'all last year, when I put out my 30 um, top albums of the year, I listened to every major release, including that one. His album, looked it was like him holding his puppy on the front of the album. Go, It looked very strange. <laughs> but I listened to the album. There was a song with Badu called Wi-Fi that was weirdly entertaining. But other than that, the album was disposable. There was no magical, magnificent soul stuff that I heard. It was half, it was just like this half soul, half new wave R&B that we've been hearing from everybody. That's just lazy. I heard no masterful R&B. I don't know what yeah, project you, they would listen to. You know what? I didn't even diss the artist. All I said was, it's sad that in the future of R&B, the, the best type of singing we're going to get is what you hear from that broccoli guy. And they got really upset. I think it was Broccoli Guy's sister or something. I don't know. It must have been. It mu- you must have heard. <laughs> I'll say this about us in VA. We ride hard for our own. Except for me. <laughs> I don't ride hard for anybody. Except Keith. Oh, man. Um, now. All right. Take us home, Kyle. Well, on a last note about um, him and her, I jokingly was asking if there was a day and our good friend Zeppelin linked us or tweeted us with uh, the handles of a, a group named they. Now, I don't think they have any relationship mm. to him or her, but, man, what's next? Is they um, a band? Like, that sounds vaguely familiar. I think I know who they actually is. does. No, yeah, it does. I, I actually think you're right. I think it was like a Hispanic <laughs> group from, like, the mid-2000s. I think you're right on that. It's getting too, it's getting too confusing now. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, let's let's move on from that to talk about some of the new releases in 2017 that we can be looking forward to. Tom's prediction is that there will be no releases in 2017 because, <laughs> R- <laughs> because R&B is dying. But I I, I would disagree with that. Um, oh, well, I think what the first project that's coming out is Seven Streeter, right? Her long-awaited album. Is it actually come? I think it is. It gonna come out? <clears throat> I thought it was January. I'll double check. All I know is Bell Biv DeVoe is coming out in about three weeks. Yeah, that's going to coincide with the BET um, New Edition miniseries thing. But that's the only album that I knew of that was on my radar. Mary J. Um, I'm not sure when she's pu- coming out. That got pushed back. The 7th Streeter, I can't find a date on. I thought it was January. I thought it was, too. Is it she's, go- for, she's going is on it tour. For- so... Is it up there for pre-order? I think so, yeah. Okay. I. All right. So we'll take your word for it. I could be wrong. Well, <laughs> we'll ta- no, it was supposed to come in January. I just, I hadn't heard anything. Yeah. So. Um. Other, other than that, I mean, what, who are we even expecting this year to come out? Ed, I said it was going to be a slow year. You think oh, hold that on. might be wrong. Hold on. But let, like, me, let me interrupt. So, Seven Streeter comes out January 27th. Okay. Okay. So, that's in what, like four weeks? Three weeks? Three weeks from today. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, we'll be then, checking that out. I'm probably review that one. That's very long awaited. But I just don't know, like, who we can expect this year in terms of names. Like I was saying, I, I think in the past two years, we've had pretty much all of our big names come out. Yep. Yeah. And I the way R&B really has don't... gone, 
I, I just don't think we're going to see like rapid releases anymore with these type of artists. So no, you're right. You're right. Like Donnell Jones put out a single last year with David Banner. That song was well, that song was terrible. But like he hasn't put out an album. Oh my goodness, we forgot about Come that. Come on, song. man. Any Don, any Donnell Jones song is a treat. I'll say that much. Ed, please give you him. You can a- say it doesn't make it. Play it just because you say it. I don't mean it's true. So uh, cut, cut my mic off. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually Jeez. I'm actually looking at um, just some of the key artists that haven't put out an album in a while. And you're right. Like a lot of them have put out. Like Brandy is the one that comes to mind, but I think she's in the middle of a lawsuit yeah. right now. Yeah, other than Brandy, who I was expecting last year, to be honest, I can't really think of anybody. We got Mary J coming out. It's weird that she's being slow with the success of her single, but I, I think we think it's the divorce thing that's pushing that back. Oh, that, you're you're probably right. Yep. Unfortunately, because she had the momentum going with the single. Right. Other than that. I, you know, who I, knows? I can't really... I mean, I guess Mariah's going to eventually put out an album this year. Um, yeah, aside from that, I can't really think of anybody. Like, Because you're right, not everyone... People don't even really bother putting out albums. Like, think about someone like Ashanti. I don't think she even cares about new music anymore. Yeah. No, as long as you can stunt on Instagram, who cares about music? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's sad times this year, guys. You know, I think the key to this all is to just quietly put out music, and eventually you're going to get nominated by the Grammys, like Maya did. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's the key. Unbelievable. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, on a last note, guys, before we uh, get into our food discussion, Ed, we got to call out Pharrell. Have you seen our recent Pharrell interview recently? Um, I don't think so. What's up with Pharrell? Uh-oh. VA again. Uh-oh. Well... Oh, well, four for four? Well, you know what? Maybe not recently, but just in the past couple of years. Why is Pharrell nowadays so much different from NERD Pharrell? It's like he's almost pretending to be Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, have to I agree, agree on with that, one. that, but, I mean, also the man is like, getting up there in age he's trying to change his you know he's growing up so i give him a little bit of that but i do think that he's a little bit too apologetic on some stuff and that annoys me greatly because he's been Come really on, like no i'm not if defending kelly, if r kelly's still out there thugging pharrell could be too this is not a good thing seen- r kelly's fifth <laughs> <laughs> okay fine wow Continue, continue it. Oh, good lord! But like I was saying, a lot of our artists are growing up. I don't mind him maturing a little bit. I was a little irritated with his little backhanded comments toward Black Lives Matter last year. But other than kind of his apologetic stance on everything, the man's growing up, so it's okay. He doesn't get a total L from me like the other three did. It's weird, though. It's like, if you listen to his raps from back in the day, it's almost like it was a different person who made he those. He sounds like a different person. Like, vocally, he sounds completely different. Let me just say, you guys, remember, you guys remember the N.E.R.D. song, Bobby James? Yep. Yep. That was me. But moving on to the food discussion. <laughs> what? 
Come on. Can gonna, we please move on? on? I'm going to go on the record and say Pharrell sold his soul, and he ended up with Happy, and now he's this Mr. Nice Guy. The Pharrell of the Neptunes is gone forever. Uh, he has his moments. He had a, um, what was the song with Pusha T he had? Well, he was rapping like N-E-R-D Pharrell. Oh, that was actually a future song. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But the song was good, though. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, I'm going to take it home. Guys, I, I just heard about the most ridiculous food item of all time. It's called a toast sandwich. Have you guys heard of this before? <laughs> You mean a toasted mm. sandwich or a toast sandwich? No, it's called a toast sandwich. <laughs> so it's two pieces of bread with toast in between it? No, it's two pieces of toast with bread inside. <laughs> the other way around. That's so sad. The, who eats this? It's like, it's what people eat, apparently. Hey, times it's are basically hard. It's, times are... That does sound like a struggle meal right there. At least put like some some guy ketchup on it or something. Ugh. You're just eating burnt bread. Yeah. So that well, I I've actually no, I've actually been in the in a store and I've seen someone order a roll with butter, like as a meal. Is that a meal? A like, roll of butter? Yeah. yeah. Somebody it's just like he ordered ate a roll butter for dinner? He was he ordered a roll and it was like yeah, just put some butter on that for me. And that was it. He wrapped it up. They wrapped it up and gave it to him. It was like a dollar twenty-five. Listen, the economy Please is Please tell me he was taking that home to do something. <laughs> Times is hard, I guess. Yeah. Times is hard, but I have to help a brother out if they that hard. <laughs> so that got me thinking, guys. You know, we we all love food. And is there anything weird that you do with food that you... You know, maybe a secret recipe or maybe you put a sauce on a food item that doesn't require that sauce. Like, do you guys do any of that weird stuff with your food? Mm, I'm not really big on sauces. I don't really do that. The only weird quirk I have with eating is that if I'm eating, like, candies, like Skittles, they have to be the same flavor. I have to put, like, three orange ones in my mouth. Like, I can't mix the colors because that's nasty. But that's my only weird thing. Um, you know how plain I am. You think I do anything weird with food? <laughs> you probably the one that probably invented the toast sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Well, I'm trying to think. I think I may have eaten ramen noodles raw once. What? Oh, that's normal. That's fine. That's, that's normal. That is not. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's normal. It's like eating chips. <laughs> oh. This is a little different than eating chips. It's like eating. <laughs> How did you chew them? How did you swallow them? Like, what? It's just a little crunchy, Ed. Come on. Have you? Well, obviously you have if you ate them. But, like, those things are, like, hard as bricks when you take them out of the package. Why Did you not have listen, a pot and water to put them in? Listen, man. So, like, college days, you just had to do what you had to do. Yep. <laughs> college days were so hard, y'all didn't have pots? Man, no pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Times was hard. What about you, Kyle? Now, you know what? At one point in my life, I thought ranch dressing with pizza was cool. I've, I've, oh. I've strayed away from that now. I don't do that anymore. But I had a friend in college 
And let me tell you, she drowned her pizza in ranch dressing and hot sauce. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I've seen that a few times. I mean, dipping it in ranch is not preferable, but it's okay. I get it. I wouldn't drown my pizza. Ranch is cool, I get it, but... To be drowning it in that, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's a little, that's a bit much for you. Yep. Now, um, on, on a last note before we gotta get out of here, so I was in Portland last week. I made the road trip down to Portland, and I decided to live American style. Tom, this is gonna disappoint you to no no end. Ed, you might be a little Uh-oh. more appreciative. So I had mm-hmm. a, uh, I had two meals in America, or actually three, but. Two in one day. For lunch, I went to Carlos Jr. And I had two double cheeseburgers, french fries, and a strawberry shake. That was like 2,000 calories. And then for wow, dinner, because you... Tom just fainted. <laughs> and for some reason, you guys have really cheap nuggets at McDonald's. It's like 20 nuggets for $5. Basically. So I had that. Good. I don't know why. I don't know what your chicken is, but I had that as well. So I started calculating how many calories I had that day. I think it hit about I hit about four thousand. My God, that's not. I good. mean, you just <laughs> ate like fifty nuggets for three dollars. What'd you expect? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the day after that, I went to the Cheesecake Factory, which was all right. Like that, that was pretty good. I, oh I'll give them man, it's amazing. I like it, Even but I they like got that. rid of my favorite cheesecake, so I'm kind of salty about that. Food's all right though. But um, yeah, that's that. That seems to be all we have for this extended podcast. It's been long overdue. Uh, we're looking for actually a great 2017 when it comes to podcasts. Uh, but yeah, Ed, tell us what's going on on SoulAndStereo.com. Man, that's a lot going on because we've had a few weeks off. If you haven't been by the site lately, first of all, shame on you. Get your life right. But secondly, stop <laughs> by. Um, I had the annual. Player Please Awards, the sixth annual, while I go in on the worst celebrity news of 2016. So check that out. Um, SWV's Unsung was on pretty recently. We talked about that a little bit earlier. So I kind of ran down their discography, ranked them from top to bottom. Kind of good trip down memory lane. And coming up very soon, a project I've been working on for a couple weeks I am going to have a list of the 20 best songs from black exploitation films. Now, most people will be like, what? I'm not going to know any of these songs. All these songs have been sampled by everybody from Ro James to, I mean, every rapper you can think of. All these songs, you might not know the names, but they are very, very, very familiar to fans of R&B and hip hop. So look for that in the next couple of days because that should be pretty cool. Wait, hold on. The person that you mentioned... As an example for sampling all these songs is Ro James. Yep. <laughs> Permission <laughs> samples <laughs> Willie Hutch's song. See, okay. you gonna learn something Who? today, player. Who? Oh, oh my gosh, but, Willie Hutch, player. Booker T. Willie Nelson. Oh, Chucky Booker. <laughs> <laughs> Not Booker T. Sucker Willie Hutch. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we just found out Chucky Booker was a real person. Isn't that exciting? I am glad that you finally listened to me. And yes, Chucky Booker is quite the shout out to Chucky Booker and Change is one of the best songs of the 90s. <laughs> oh, 90s. I thought this was like 70s music or something. Oh, man. 70s. All right. 
<laughs> so for us in two thousand, dude was out in nineteen ninety one. My God, damn. Uh, for us in two thousand and seventeen, Tom, you know, you know, I got so we're gonna continue to build on what we already have. But this is a really funny note. So on New Year's Eve, uh, Tom was doing his countdown thing, and at about twelve oh one, he hit me a message and said, "Good news, I'm in two thousand and seventeen, and R and B sounds really great." So maybe. <laughs> Well, remind them, remind the listeners that I'm three hours ahead of you. Yeah, right, right, right. So he was like, you know, I'm in the future already, and R&B sounds great in 2017. So I'm boy, hoping- you were disappointed. <laughs> I, I came in in 2017, and I still heard the same old garbage that I heard in 2016. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm just kidding. <laughs> But before we get in any more trouble, we're going to get out of here. This is Kyle. I've got Tom and Ed with me, and we are out. This is the white publicist, the white R&B journalist signing out. (laughs) Oh, my God. What have we become? (laughs) Peace.